Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Today's episode is brought to you by About Time We Met Skincare, and this stuff has been an absolute game changer for me, and I use it every single day. If you follow me on Instagram, you'd see that every day I have 14 daily habits that I try and tick off, and one of those daily habits is self-care, and About Time We Met has helped me so much with this over the last six months. So every night I use their foaming cleanser to try and wash off the day's kind of dirt and sunscreen and zinc and all that stuff that we end up on our face after a long day of just living life. So I use their foaming cleanser and then I also use their naturally brilliant oil. This stuff is so nice. I put it on my skin, rub it all around and it just soaks it all up, smells so good and it's also good for my mental health. So a few things that I love about About Time We Met is it prides itself on its antioxidant, anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial properties along with mental well-being benefits. It features sandalwood oil which contains a key component called alpha santalol that can help relax and calm your nervous system and has been used for centuries in Ayurvedic meditation and practices and also studies have shown that when you apply sandalwood oil topically to your skin this component can work in similar ways to any anxiety medication by interacting with the receptors in your brain to regulate anxiety I absolutely love this stuff I know you guys are going to love it too if you head over to their website about time we met dot com dot au you can use the code acc15 for a big 15 percent off everything i know you're going to love their stuff it's a big part of my daily routine and i know if you guys use it too you're probably going to enjoy it so check it out let me know what you think tag me and both um about time we met on your social media would love to know what you think of it what's going on you good humans welcome to guest episode 143 of good humans podcast with a very special guest by the name of vanessa angera she is my running coach and has done some incredible endurance races over the last couple of years, which you're going to love in this story. She also has a really interesting um, upbringing, crazy family dynamics that I loved hearing about. I'm just so fascinated by people like um, Vanessa who just have yeah, a really different life to mine. She's then an accountant and yeah, wild episode, but big thank you as well to our sponsors, Drink a Rapper. I've been using this stuff so much for my running. Um, every morning when I wake up before I train, I have a couple of their capsules. The capsules are just incredible and then every single day right after I work out I have a protein shake where I put their powder in which is um yeah brain function powder makes your brain just work better if you want to learn more about their science head over to drinkarepa.com you can use code goodhuman for a huge 25% off everything over there so if you're like me and you're super conscious about your health and taking better care of yourself go over to the website check out the science behind the product and yeah I'm sure you guys are going to love it you can also um, pick up some of the performance drink and the Carmen Clarity at Coles and Woolworths if you just want to try it out. They're purple glass bottles. You can see them in the cold section. Let me know what you think. I drink all the fizzy ones so much as like a replacement for fizzy drink, which I absolutely love. And then the performance one is just epic as a replacement for your coffee. So grab some in Coles or Woolies, grab some um, online, use that code GOODHUMAN. And yeah, let me know what you guys think. Okay. So Vanessa, yeah, this was such a fun episode. She is someone who's been helping me a lot the last couple of weeks, but I had no idea about her story and it was really fun getting to know it. So I know you guys are going to love this episode. If you can do me a huge favor, if you enjoyed the episode, 
go hit like or subscribe. Come back for another episode. Go check out the rest of my running episodes. You've got week one and week two Monday episodes in the last couple uh, episodes in the catalog. You can also go back and check out week one with Jaya Dean, my running coach, who is partner um, in the business with Vanessa, Project Personal Best Running, and also week two with Tom Greer-Smith, clinical psychologist and also performance psychologist, giving me some great tips on my running. So go check out the whole catalogue. There's some really interesting stuff coming up. I've got some huge guests lined up who are ultra runners, which I can't wait to get into. It's um, a whole new community of people, which I'm loving. Also, if you want to be a legend and support The Good Human Factory, head over to the website, thegoodhumanfactory.com. Check out my mental health workshops. I've got a really busy couple months coming up, which is going to be fun balancing the training. But I'm going to be in Melbourne and Sydney for a few workshops. So if you're in those locations and you want me to come and chat at your business or at your high school, go to the workshops tab on thegoodhumanfactory.com. Click the request form and you can learn more about it. Also, um, yeah, you can grab some merch over on the website using the code podcast for 25% off. So enough of that. Let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Good Humans Podcast, Vanessa Angera. Yes. How you Thank going? Thank you for having me. Um, I'm pretty good. I'm tired. I've had some early mornings this week, but we're feeling good. Yeah. Tell me about your week. I know you've got some um, exciting stuff going on at the moment and you're running 96 kilometers this week. Yeah. Tell me so, about that. Um, just that I wanted to do this as just a thing for me, like um, my, my dad passed away at the end of last year and- Kind of when it happened, I was thinking about all of those when you lose someone, you're like, it's the first time you don't have them for Christmas or the first time you don't have them for birthday. And I was like, all right, first time we're not having dad from his birthday. Um, I'm going to run 96 Ks for the age he would have turned. So just doing that on my own, like obviously with run clubs and stuff, but yeah, just adding in some extra Ks, um, which is, it was meant to be a deload week. And I'm like, Jai, can we do this? <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, you're crazy. I was driving to Run Club this morning and See me I saw you along. running like before Run Club and I'm like, oh my God, you're a weapon. But Early mornings. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's going to be really fun to get to know your story because we, you're my running coach along with Jai. You were actually the one who said, let's get Cooper on board and um, help him out with this journey. So maybe we'll start with that. Where did, um, how'd you find me and how'd you find my story and what made you want to help me out on this 100K challenge? Um. I think, well, first of all, like I had known about you through like, you're good friends with Ricky, Dan. Yes. So I'm like, first of all, Ricky is just a legend. Yeah. So I was like, if Ricky likes this person, he must be a good guy. <laughs> so like look into that a little bit further and like the fact that you have the good human podcast and everything you do in that space. I was like, this is the type of person like I want to help. I mean, I want to help everyone, but it's nice to be a part of a journey for someone that's like trying to set a challenge for themselves. Um, but you're also trying to do it like in the most right way you can, like mm. looking for the help from everyone else. And I was like, if this is something that Jai and I can play a part in giving you like the most preparation that you can get for a hundred kilometers, then like what a rewarding experience that gets to be for both of us and for you. So yeah. And like you, I think you had followed me from, a post I did on like my training kit. Yes, I do remember <laughs> that. That's right. Because I followed you because I was like, all right, I'm doing this thing. I need to start following people who yeah, do runners. really long runs, <laughs> ultra runners. And you're one of them, which we're going to get into your story a bit later. Yeah. But so when I saw that, I was just like, like, and then from that, I saw in your channel that you're like, oh, 100 Ks, 100, 100 days for 100 Ks. And I was like, oh my God, this, this is perfect. Mm. Like, 
who better to suit what we're trying to launch for ourselves than to help you out with what you're trying to do. Yeah, it was really good timing, huh? Like yeah. literally a, a <laughs> week before my hundred days started, you guys pretty much launched project PB yeah. running coaching, which um, has been epic. The last couple of weeks we've started to build this morning. This morning actually smashed me this morning. We did kind that of was tempo. The, was, it, today was meant to be the deload week. And I, I had to stop on like when everyone started really taking off at the end, I was like, had two glasses of wine last night and I was like, ooh. <laughs> really I feel it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I should not do that. But anyway, I'm feeling good now. We're finished. Other thing I always start this podcast with is a question, and that is, what are you grateful for right now in your life? Mm, right now and always, like just my support network. Um, th- literally just saying that makes me want to cry. But um, because all through, like, since I started running, but even before that, like, just the circle around me has stayed consistently by my side and always like running is so random for me to dive so deeply into like for people that have known me since I was like eight they're like you're crazy but I'm here for you and we're still gonna like like they're inspired or like they just think it's awesome I've done that and they don't like say oh you're like lame for doing that and you're boring it's it's support, support. so yeah my family my friends my partner all of it Bloody love that. Yeah. The other thing I always start the podcast with is um, a little cheers with drink a rapper. So you haven't tried it before. We had a protein shake when we um when we finished the run this morning, right before we recorded this, and I put some of the powder in it. You said it was pretty it was tasty. Good. It was yeah. really good. It was a nice like just like a different taste to a smoothie that like I've been Berry having the same tinge. damn smoothie every day. So it was, <laughs> it was nice to have something different. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you some powder as well. Yeah. Um, but the main products are these drinks. So I reckon we should do the Calming Clarity today. So grab one of them, give it a little bit of up and down. You don't want to shake it because it's, it's fizzy, fizzy, but yeah. just to get the stuff at the bottom. Give it a crack if it's not too slippery. <gasps> <laughs> Cheers. 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 Get our Thanks brain fired up. But yeah, so it's all natural. Um, three kind of main ingredients. So like L-theanine, which you would have heard of. Green mm-hmm. tea kind of helps you calm down a bit. Their main thing is New Zealand neuroberry, which is a New Zealand black currant that they have um trademark and patent on, I think. But all scientifically done with neuroscientists and like in the lab to make sure it works. I've done all clinical studies and yeah, makes your brain work better. So Sweet. That's what we need right now. I need clarity while I talk about everything. <laughs> exactly. But no, I'm really excited for this chat. You said you haven't done a podcast in over a year and yeah. you probably haven't done one quite like the one we're going to do today. I told you um, this morning when we finished our run that we're going to kind of go on a bit of a journey through your life. <clears throat> we could go straight into the running, but it fascinates me because I know you're an accountant a couple of years ago, so it's yeah. going to be fun to see how you went yeah, from how did we do that? <laughs> went from accountant to runner. But first, we need to get to know the start of your journey. So, as much as you're willing to share, yeah. take me back to where you were born, where you grew up, what life was like as a kid, siblings. Um, yeah, what do I need to know about you up until high school that will set me up to understand you a bit better? Um, well, I guess like starting off, I grew up on the Gold Coast. Um, I've lived here pretty much all my life besides a short stint in Brisbane, which I'll get to. Um, but yeah, like I grew up on the north part. So I was in Benoa, went to schools there. Um, I guess family, I, I've i got – my dad was 70 years older than me. So um, – and this is my full dad. Um, I've got one full brother and then I've got – five other siblings on top of that. So in total seven of us. Um, and 
that's kind of like we had this like hectic family dynamic like we all got along super super well dad was always like important like place a lot of importance on fostering keeping the family together mm-hmm. whether we're half siblings or not we're still family yeah um everyone lives everywhere else except for two of my brothers they're both in australia one's in adelaide one's in uk one's in germany and oh one unfortunately passed away a while ago um and then yeah it's just like having that really interesting family dynamic of like my sister is older than my mom like my oldest sister there's just like so many nuances to us <laughs> um your older sister's older than your mom yeah that is so interesting it's so yeah um and just like having that growing up it's a lot of things that hindsight has taught me like all of it ties together and like all these little things that my family put in place to make me grow better. Mm-hmm. Um, predominantly I have my brother, Freddie, who he's only 32. So we're like way closer. I'm only 26. Um, and how old's your older sister? Uh, I think she's like 72, 73. And then my mom only just turned um, 69. So yeah. That is the most interesting thing I've ever... So your dad had your older sister when he was like in his 20s. Yeah, yeah. And then had... And you've got a sister that's 50 years older than you. Yeah. Or 48 years older than you. Yeah. Wow, that is fascinating. Fascinating. Just like... no, Yeah, just like interesting. mm. So interesting. And like as a kid, you don't really conceptualize that. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, this is family. Because dad made it... Dad didn't make it awkward. It was like, these are your siblings and that's that. And I was like, cool. I got, I got family. Yeah, <laughs> it was always so exciting to have them visit. Like, um, recently my, one of my sisters, her birthday is the day after mine. So like we're sending the happy, happy birthday messages. And my dad's birthday is also three days after mine. So, um, she like recently was just like, happy birthday. I just want to let you know, like, despite the geography, like we're, there's a connection, there's a special connection between us, like half sisters or not, we're still family. And yeah. Wow. Um, we share this like completely different bond despite only seeing each other every couple of years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so interesting. So like, I think that family relationship fostered a lot of like love for connection as I've grown up. Mm. Like it's always been so important to me that like I stay connected to the people in my life, the good people that Mm. like gave me their time, gave me their support, like want to hang out with me even if it like it's hard for them to organize it i can organize it and they're more than willing to happy like hang out that's so, so cool yeah wow thank you so much for sharing that that's um one of the i mean i've had 150 guests on the podcast and that might be one of the most interesting upbringings and family dynamics i've ever heard mm-hmm. let's talk about high school what was high, high school, school like for you high school was like sporty yeah Super yeah sport were you into running back then or no not really like yes and no my actual sports during like primary to high school were um tennis and karate so i <laughs> played tennis from 10 to 21 and i did karate from 9 to also like 21 um i got up to black belt third degree so um that wow. just meant do not fight you <laughs> <laughs> that's what it means um yeah they were my main focuses i played like little patches of like league and union afl footy yeah, just athletic, because why not kid, yeah yeah and then i did cross country a couple of times um because again i was like i just want to try 
I just want to give it a go. Running always felt good though. So that kind of like leads into how I love running so much now. Um, but I guess in terms of school life itself, I had a pretty hard time because, um, growing up with much older parents who were quite conservative, I used to go to church as well. So I actually had, I could communicate with adults better than I could communicate my own age. That's what I was going to say with siblings that are so much older. It's like such a different dynamic. You learn how to be a lot more mature and then hard to probably connect with people your own age at school at times. Yeah. Like I'd snap at my friends who are, everyone else is laughing at a joke and I'm just like, that's stupid. I'm like, oh, I look at it now. And you've got the discipline of karate as well. Uh, Like you're just such a mature young girl. I was so serious as a kid. Okay. Um, I was also like a teacher's pet. Um, that also led me to being bullied a fair bit. Um, I wouldn't just, bully you if you were blacked out. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. I would get bullied for being a girl that did karate. It's just like it, it's not normal. Yeah. It, like, it, it's like a general, like, like the female doing a guy type of sport. Mm. I'm like, I look at it now thinking, oh, it's just such a dated a way of thinking. And kids like are a, ruthless. So. That's what I mean. Like, as a yeah. kid, it's so easy to say, like, I wish I just didn't care back then, but. It's very easy to say that. Yeah, you got to train like, your mind. Yeah. Oh, it's massive. So yeah. tell me about the end of high school because you ended up being an accountant for a while. Yeah. What was um? What what did you think after school looked like for you? And uh, then where'd you go? What was that next chapter? So yeah, I did all the pathways to go into accounting. Um, and don't get me wrong, I loved it. I actually was really excited for it. I Why remember accounting? just like love numbers. I love and- numbers, and I still do. I mean, like the positive with the business I have with Jai is like I can take on the accounting side and I actually enjoy it. So for some people, they'll be like, oh, you like wasted that time in uni. I'm like, no, that. (laughs) You probably set yourself up. So the rest of your life now you understand how your accounting works. so, so much. And my time in accounting gave me so much exposure to just like really incredible companies to work for, things to do and things not to do. Just like understanding i guess the admin beside behind a business has been so much easier because i've already got that kind of yeah background um but yeah accounting it was kind of it's like three years at uni somewhere here yeah on the three and a half years at uni i did a double degree so i also did international business but i don't even talk about that because i haven't used that much <laughs> um <laughs> probably didn't need to do that degree um and that was just like, it was the very stereotypical must go to uni, must get the corporate job pathway. Yeah. And I thought that that's what my life was going to look like. Um, and then after tearing my ACL and continuing to work in accounting. Let's talk about the before you did your ACL because you, you told me off air before when we we're having a chat that you just done. Yeah. The, so you'd done five months of your first five months working in an accounting firm after yeah. uni. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I need you to gotta go. got to go on a holiday. Yeah, tell yeah. me that because I think that's interesting because I think people listening right now who might be in a corporate job or something might draw some inspiration from this part of your story. So, yeah, like I've, I finished uni. They actually accepted me into the job um, undergrad early um, and then got to start early and I'd already planned this three month holiday by myself. Cause I, I love to travel. Like you learn so much. It's just incredible seeing other cultures. And, um, 
I wanted to book that trip because I knew that once I step full time into this corporate job, I get like four weeks in a whole entire year of holiday. 48 weeks. Like you're just grinding away. And especially as a grad role, they don't pay that well. Yes, like anything, if you stay long enough, if you work hard enough, you do get paid better. Mm. Um, It's just quite annoying to finish a uni degree that's just racked up all this debt and you can't even pay it off because you're working four years before you get like into the good pay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, anyway, I want to go on a holiday before I like dedicate my life to the corporate world. Um, And then- What's his, 21? 20. Yeah, I was 21 when I finished the degree and went full time into the job at 22. Wow. Yeah, I wanted to finish the degree as soon as possible. Yeah. Like I was, I I could have finished that degree in four and a half years. So I shaved off a year because I just wanted to get out. Yeah. I wanted to go to the next step in life because yeah. the study was not a means to an end, but like, yeah. yeah. So you go on this trip, Austria, yeah. three months. <laughs> I was two months in, two months in, and I went on skiing, like a completely spontaneous trip skiing, and I stacked it down a mountain. It was just like it was not powdery at all. It was just icy. Lost control. It's my second day skiing ever, and um, yeah, I just fell. So you just went on a trip without skiing the whole first two months. It was only your second. Well, it wasn't winter yet. Like it was oh, from so you October just went on a nice to January. To Austria. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was sick. like I was meant to just hang out with my friend in Germany, and then she got invited to just like a cool place in Austria and she's like, do you want to come? And I thought, so, why not? Let's, let's be spontaneous. Epic. Um, spontaneity led to a torn ACL, but. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, tell me that next chapter. You come home with a torn ACL, someone who's obviously quite a very athletic, black yeah. belt, um, into all your sports. What's that next chapter like sitting in a cubicle with a torn ACL? Pretty. Doing accounting. Shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just remember I came Since back. 2020. Yeah, 2020. It was the year of COVID as well, but I'm just, we're not going to talk about COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I got back and I got back into the office. I got crutches and everything because I had to still catch the train to work. I was living on the coast and the job was in Brisbane, which is why I lived in Brisbane for a bit. Um, and I just remember I walked into the office of my like partner that like was my manager partner. Um, she, I'm like, Hey, I know I've just been gone for three months, but I need to take another four weeks off because I tore my ACL and I need to have an operation. Thanks. (laughs) Um, they were so fine with it, which I was really nice. Um, but yeah, like how is that recovery? This mental shift. When I came out of hospital, like I woke up next morning and I'm just thinking my leg, I can't move my leg. Like what a feeling I never thought I'd have like Mm. at 22, not even, I wasn't even 22 yet. Like I'm just lying here thinking there's so much work I have to do. Oh my, like you start getting overwhelmed. How am I possibly going to get out of this? Um, I think there, there was so many tears. I was just like, so it was a victim mentality. I was like, why me? Like, oh, I just, I wish I didn't go skiing that day. All this negativity that you're like, oh, I wish I could have done this better, blah, blah, blah. Then finally, um, I had a really good friend tell me about, I'm going to butcher this, I always do, but um, I think it was Michael Jordan tore his Achilles and he was told he wouldn't be able to play basketball again. 
Um, and obviously that wasn't the case. He mm-hmm. continues to be an absolute icon. And just hearing that story, I'm like, if he can do it, a man that just works really, really hard, I'm a normal person that can come back from this. Mm-hmm. Like, and and then I started saying to myself, you know what? We're not just going to come back from it. We're going to come back and be better nice. because I set the goal that year of running a half marathon. I had to obviously push it back because of rehab, et cetera. Um, and I was like, next year, next year we be better. Next year we train properly. We focus on doing this right. And, um, but for now, the action I can take is go through my rehab, do everything I'm told to do. And that's going to, that's, what's going to help me recover and be better. Epic. Yeah. So then you come back in 2021, body's starting to feel better. Yeah. Getting back into your running a lot more. How much longer you st- do you stay in accountant? That was only until like last year. I still stayed as an accountant for another, so it was 25 last year, 25. So like four years in total. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tell me about the balance of, because you would have got into your running pretty heavily while you're still accounting. Oh, it was um, hard. Like yeah. when I was still working at the firm in Brisbane, um, you work, the thing is like that there was one year where I was still working really, really well and I was still pretty happy with my job. But then as I fell more and more in love with running, the day in, day out grind of the job became so much less fulfilling Yeah, and the environment wasn't conducive to me actually growing much in general. Mm-hmm. So in the second year, the year I like, I had like eight months where I was like gradually just kind of getting worse at my job because I, I just hated it. Mm. I was so unhappy. I couldn't even run because I was, I, I mean to wake up to go for my run, but then in my head, I'm like, all right, but then when I finish my run, I have to get ready for work and I don't want to go to work. So the longer we can put that off and stay asleep and not have to think about it. Yeah, I, I remember there were days that I would come home from work and like sit in the corner and have a cry because I like this life isn't mm. helping me. Yeah, I'm not so, living. Yeah. So the balance completely skewed to like, I don't know, it wasn't even balance. It didn't even skew towards work or training. I was just like mentally dead. You'd work limbo. Yeah, limbo. That is exactly what it was. I was always talking to my friend at work and like I was like, I need to get out of here, I need to quit, I need to think of my exit strategy. And then he was just like, Then quit, dude. Like, what do you stop complaining to me? Do it. I'm like, Yeah, well. You were right. I really need to just pull the plug. So yeah, I planned my exit and quit in March la two years ago. Um came back to the Gold Coast. Got another accounting job, which was much more mellow because it was private accounting and yeah. my role was much more simple. Um, and then I quit that at the end of last year because I was like, time to like take Go the leap. In, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about your running now because we can pivot away from that. What drew you to running? What do you love so much about running? And then let's talk about yeah that first half marathon that you did after the ACL recovery. And then what you, two years ago you did a lot <laughs> yeah a lot so let's a lot in yeah, yeah. the four years post acl um so with running the year i tore my acl and had the operation that was like february that I had the operation um 21 yeah yeah uh 
2020. 2020, so right so before So I started COVID. running that So, so you year. like just got just, home from your trip and then COVID happened. I moved to Brisbane and then shut down, lockdown. Oh. I was like, I definitely didn't need to move. We're working from home. I could have oh. just worked from home on the Gold oh. Coast. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I did all the rehab and I was just like itching to be active again. Like rehab's great and all, but I want to be like outdoors, which yeah. was – with COVID, all you could, all I was allowed to do at the time was walk. So, five and a half weeks after my operation, I went on a hike. Probably shouldn't have done that either. Nothing bad happened. And then, four months after, I finally was like, "Let's go on a three k run with my housemate." Um, she was super supportive, and even though she hated running, she was like, "It's better than walking every single day." So. She came on a 3K run. We were sitting on like a 6.30 to 7-minute pace. Um, but it felt so good and it felt so right. Mm. So it just gradually over the weeks, I was still doing rehab and we just do like two runs a week for a couple of months. And then that became three runs. Each week we go like either the same distance or just increase by a couple hundred meters. Like we really – carefully built the mileage we Mm -hmm. didn't just go like gung-ho into it also bearing in mind i was not running in proper shoes either so wow my body has been putting up with some shit for a while so seriously so then tell me about that first half marathon did you end up doing that in 2020 at the end of the year no i was gonna even do gc50 um the 25k of that event and then i just decided nah there's no point yet like i yeah. haven't really let's trained get the body fully yeah back. let's just actually do this right um and i was gonna do that because my brother was gonna do the 25 so it would have been a cool thing to do yeah. together but he pulled out too so i thought we'll just both pull out um yeah and then the following year yeah let's talk about 2022 2022 because you did a lot in 2022 um Fast forward two years then, yeah. yeah. So, well, tell me there's, about 2020. so much. Tell me about like, 2021, the year before your hectic year. 2021 was the build where I was like found running, like yeah. really found it and thought to my like my mental grasp of what I could do that I thought I never would, never thought was possible. It was like so many nevers, yeah. never going to cross that line. Um, so initially I was going to do the Gold Coast half marathon. I was meant to have a good like 16 weeks to train for that. Um, I ended up meeting this like running group that um, everyone's just like, oh my God, we have the Gold Coast running. Um, yeah. Gold Coast running festival half marathon in April. I had trained six weeks and I did my first half marathon on the back of the previous year of rehab. The furthest run I ran the year 2020 was 16 Ks. So I was like, okay, that's only 55 more Ks on top. Like I've been building for an entire year. Um, And I did the race in under two hours. And I thought everyone was just like kind of feeding me this, like these compliments of like, wow, like under two hours, that's really good for your first half. I thought that's like cool. Mm. What happens if I do that properly? Like when I start training and I had a coach and um, I said to him, I was like, can I please do like a marathon? And yeah, he, he instead trained me for the Sunshine Coast Marathon. The event got pushed back. So I didn't even do the event itself. I did it on the day of the original marathon. I just got my, I rallied my friends together. They woke up with me at 
5 a.m. in the morning, met me at the spit and then followed me from the spit to Palmy and back On to bike. do my first marathon. Yeah. Or like some would be like, we just need like checkpoints. Yeah. Um, and this is mostly just like my pre-running friends Yeah, all back to me. Like it just circles so back cool. to the fact that these friends have stayed real and true mm. and that's why I love them. Oh, and then a month after that, I did 50Ks. A month after that, I did 60Ks. And, and the month after that, I did another 60Ks for November. And I just kept thinking like. I like this. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like this. And like my body is doing really yeah, well. Pretty good at my this. mind's nice. not fatigued. Like everything fits. So. I just love hearing your like builds, like <laughs> 16 weeks to do the half. And I'm like, all right, I've given myself 14 weeks to train for a hundred on a trail with four and a half thousand elevation. I kind of laughed when I was talking to Jai the other day too. I was like, did I set a pretty big goal in running without really thinking about it? And yeah, I'm looking at you now, not in your head, but I'm like, I did the Goldie Marathon on a day's notice. You've done a marathon. So I've like a marathon on no training and I got through it. I was definitely hurting. So I know like with training, like I did. 17 on the trail last week and felt fine after it, which obviously isn't anywhere near a marathon, yeah. but it's a start and it's, like, it's just like the building and not being silly about it makes such a difference. But mm. let's go into now your 2022 because you did some massive yeah. races that year. Okay. 2022. I, that was the year where I was like, okay, we're going to take this seriously. Yeah. Like I tried to coach myself that whole year. That probably wasn't the best, but it got me through it anyway. When you say coach yourself, what were you doing? Looking at YouTube videos? No, like literally just tried to structure things myself or like I didn't have like obviously everything that we coached you on is on Final Surge. I just would tell myself that I'm going to do a couple of runs. I'd had no written down. It was very unstructured in the sense that I would plan it out. I just had a number in my head and was like, yep, that's a sensible distance to be running. Um, But yeah. March, I did Noosa 80. Um, I had done a couple of trail runs. I joined some friends that were a bit more experienced, um, which actually adds to all of this. A lot of the stuff I've learned from running is by speaking to people that know more than me, which is like... That's why I'm doing these podcast episodes. Exactly. That was another thing. When I saw that you were like actively trying to not be naive, Mm. you're like... I'm going to talk to people about this and try to do it as right as you can yeah. in the 100 days. Yeah, maybe it's not as prepared as you could be. Yeah, I could try for six months for it, but it's like I'm going to give myself the best chance It's a challenge in as days. well. Like, yeah, you're giving yourself the best chance, yeah. reaching out. And I thought that's great. Like I like that you're not just saying, oh, fuck it. Like we're just going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So. Which I normally do, but this one I was like, I, I won't finish if I just have that mindset for a hundred. So yeah. completely different beast. Yeah. Like just, Which there's I'm so gonna, many I'm excited facets. to talk to you about yeah. your hundred. So yeah. So six, 80 in Noosa. 80 in Noosa in March. And then I did a fundraiser in April. I ran the calendar month. Um, every date of the month was the equivalent Ks I'd run. So like 1st of April was 1K and then 10th of April, 10Ks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I did that for Stay Chatty, which is a Tasmanian um, charity for mental health. Um, and then after that, I did the May in May, Great Ocean Road, 60 kilometers. Phenomenal run. Yeah, was that like, fun? So beautiful. I saw a friend of mine is doing like the, the 60 there. Mm. Like, it's oh. really lovely. Like. I I went too fast down. Like this, these are things that you learn 
by experiencing it. Like you can go fast downhill. That's all good and well until you get down to the bottom and you're back flat. And now your quads are completely fried. I've never had my quads cramp as bad as they did at that race. I was crying, (laughs) but I got it done. Um, So that, and then in July, I did the GC half and full back to back. Two days Um, in a row. Yep. Two days in a row. And that was the first year that the event was back on. So it was massive. That would have been the year that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 20. Yeah. 2022. 22. Yeah. 22. Yeah. That was 21. It it. got postponed again. Yeah. I did the 22 one. Yeah. So that was like, I PB'd both of those races without properly training for the marathon, but I properly trained for the half. I signed up to the marathon a few days before. Me too. Um, <laughs> we love that. Um, convention center and got my beer and <laughs> ready to go. At a time where races didn't sell out. Yeah, I know. Now you can't fight your own wait list for like two years to get into the Gold Coast Marathon, it seems like. It's actually crazy. Strava released a statistic the other day that people are signing up to races more than they are actually running. just running. <laughs> because it gives them motivation. It gives them motivation. Running. But it's like the goal is like we've just skipped so many steps along the way. It's just like we're just going to go for the race mm. instead of let's just run for running, fun. Yeah, Let, yeah. Like let's just go running. Exactly that yeah. full stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, uh-huh. that's when I saw that statistic, I was like, it's great that people are running and doing the races. Um, but you can also save a lot of money by just like enjoying the run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you did the back-to-back Did the PB. back-to-back PB and loved it. It was such an awesome event. Um, and then the following weekend, I actually got really sick after the GC double. Um, proceeded to do a 60-kilometer trail race the following weekend in Brisbane. It was the hardest race I'd ever done. The elevation just rocked me on top of being sick like i couldn't yeah. even breathe properly my nose was so blocked it was really cold um not the best like race conditions for me to enter but i was like someone gifted me the ticket so i was like i'm not gonna wait that yeah. ticket was like like 240 bucks i'm yeah. like i can't waste that uh, and then that's july and then in august i did the sunny coast marathon i burnt out i did it in three hours 55 when the GC marathon, I did it in three hours 37. So I was like, Oh, I wish I could have done like a three 30. And then I was so disappointed. I learned that that's okay. You don't (laughs) always have a good day. And then to finish off the year, I did 100 kilometers at black hole, which was in October. And Again, like I started off the year training myself and it, I just didn't have structure. So mentally, physically, I got to that start line knowing, oh, no, really? I, I haven't done enough for this, but we're here. So let's give it a good crack. <laughs> and how'd you go? What time? How I ended up getting it done in, I think it was just on the 19 hours. Okay. So, so yeah, I can all be happy with around about that. Yeah. I was like, I think I was just annoyed because... I when you say underprepared at that start line, what was going through your head? What was so I haven't put the time on my legs. That's like That's a thing I'll always say is like there's a reason ultra isn't so known in like our age demographic because the people that do it are usually like they're just they're in their like later thirties onward. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. It's more It's a older sport and I don't mean that in a bad way whatsoever. No. It's 
they've got time on their legs. They've got, if, if I'm 26 and there's a 36 year old out there, they've been walking this earth for an extra 10 years mm. um, or running. The chick that won the race, I, Cozzy Myler at the end of last year, she came from track then into half and full marathon and then into ultra. Mm. So she's had years and years this. of her body mm. getting used to that impact. So like, yeah. it doesn't surprise me that she won. Whether she's an underdog or not, she's got practice yeah. from just being on her feet. So, so, so how'd you go in that first 100K? What was there? Because I, I think this is a good thing for me to go a little bit more into with you because yeah. that's... What I'm doing, my first 100K, what was the biggest challenge? What At what point in the race did you hit a wall? What was going through your head? Was there any points where you're like, I want to give up? Yeah. So many points I wanted to give up. So many points. Probably something you'll have to combat on the 100. I don't know. You, like you probably have a stronger mindset than I did going into that race. But I don't know. You'd done 60s and 80s <laughs> that year already. So it's like. Uh, I'm going into it on only have ever done a marathon. Like obviously my training runs, I probably would have hopefully done maybe more than a marathon by before the. Um, I think our longest run that we've got planned for you is a fifty k. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So give me some of the things to look out for. What was the challenges? Nutrition, psychology, psychology. Yeah. All like all, all of the of above. It. All of the above. It just it nothing was going right. I had Jai there for a bit because he had a client also doing client and friend also doing the hundred k. She finished sixteen hours smack bang. Like she did Definitely. so well. We like started the first couple hundred meters together, and she just took off and was like. Wow. That's what training does. Are you running at like a heart rate or a pace? In that? When it comes to the race day, I'm running at like generally ultra, like my average heart rate when I finished the miler was like 150. And same with this 100. It's still sad at like 150 yeah. because you're walking up hills yeah, or yeah. you're like just slowly trodden along on the flats or the downhills. Um, yeah, at not many points in time does your heart really like go up. Yeah. You're just – probably really not Maintain. prepared that's what i'm that's thinking case. Yeah, I'm yeah. Trying, to, like, trying to hit like yeah that 145 to 50 is kind of what i think spot. will be the sort of goal yeah rather than trying to be like all right i want to run this pace so i get this time it's mm. like and you get really I... caught up in that as well yeah. like if this is your first one you don't want to be thinking that you just want to be like Survive. one foot in front of the other <laughs> like to just keep going just yeah. stay motive motivated to go forward rather than like stop constantly and like as soon as you stop mentally, you're just thinking, oh, this is too hard. I want to quit. Why am I doing this? Like it's thoughts you would probably assume to have, but they are heavier than mm. the weight is so much more powerful. Yeah. What's it like when you hit 50 Ks and you go, I had a bat. Oh, oh my oh. fuck. I got to fucking do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the problem with the, re not problem, the challenge of the race I did my hundred on was, from 42 kilometers to 55, you've there was um, a section of 5Ks of uphill with 900 meters of elevation. Oof. That's a lot of elevation in one go. It's not like a up and then a bit down, up and then a bit down. It was all the Walking way up. So. Um, and it's also in a very unshaded area. Oof. So you're and at the middle of the day. Like that's when most people yeah, were getting to that spot. I'm like, this is taking souls um and then you finish that that section and then you I have got to run to the a top and then i had to keep going and i was like oh i want to quit 
I want to quit so badly. Um, some people that like I'd chat to along the way, they'd see me at the finish line. And they're like, I thought you were going to quit. Like, good on you. you. You kept on pushing through. I was like, I thought I was going to quit too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you start trying to make so many excuses. Yeah. So again, I any had injuries. Had the body feel no injuries. Body. So, right. so, so I think body my body was, was okay. good in the sense of it could handle it. It just couldn't go very fast yeah um the joy that you'll hopefully feel when you get to cruise stations and you'll see your friends and family and anyone supporting you just be like oh that's really nice like Mm. really appreciate and take in those moments that these people if without your crew it's you lonely right it's lonely and you're just like fuck these people are giving their time to support me Mm. that's so selfless yeah um so every time I'd see them, I'd be so happy until I got to like 60Ks. I was just like straight faced, couldn't really get a word out of me. Everyone's like, do you need to change your shoes, your socks? What food are you missing? I'm like, uh, mm. <laughs> just a zombie. Um, I, I got to, it was, I was running in the dark for like the last 20Ks of it. And in my head, it was maybe like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm thinking, just pull out, just pull out. Everyone's like having to hang around and wait for you. Like you're going to do them a favor. But how do you get back if you pull out? You're going to get them like. You can, um, oh, you just have to go whichever direction is closer to the last checkpoint. (laughs) (laughs) There's usually like helpers every now and then, volunteers. So you can be like, hey, like, yeah, yeet me out of here. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I was trying to like justify, oh, I'm doing them a favor if I pull out. But like yeah, really, if you pull you... out, they've just followed you around for like no reason. No, no, reason. no reason. Not but really, but like. How did it feel to finish that one? Oh, this goes into a whole other thing. I felt nothing. I, this just as a whole other section of my like running where I didn't feel any sense of pride or gratification for completing anything I'd done. After that Noosa 80K Ultra, I didn't feel accomplished. It, yeah, that's just a whole other thing that happened where I didn't feel good. I was just like, okay. It, it wasn't even that I was rushing to do my mm. next event. I had, I've fixed it now through breath work. Um, I was so determined to protect my ego from blowing up that I stopped myself I stopped allowing myself to feel proud well. of of achieving good things that are worth being like mm. felt, but I was so worried that mentally I'd get carried away mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, like I'm really good and like so worried that people would think I'm up myself mm. and I'm like, really? The difference I'm- between like being proud and being cocky. It's like yeah. a fine line, but it's like if you can't be proud when you finish a big achievement, what's the point of doing it? So yeah, it's like, like you to still got to appreciate your body did that, your mind did that. Mm. Yeah, so that for that race in particular, I just got to the line and I was like. Get me to bed. Yeah, just get me to bed. Like <laughs> even the next, for I didn't feel anything until like April last year I had to do. Yeah, I did a breathwork session and um, actually went in there with a different purpose and came out solving two problems. And wow. one of them was that I had completely entrapped my emotions. Wow. Um, yeah, so let's go into last year. Last year, did last that. year was a quiet year. 
in terms of racing, but I did a 50 and I did a miler. Yeah, tell me about the miler. That's um something I wanted to chat to you about for a bit because 100 mile race, 160, 160, 180. Yeah, it was 164 exactly. Yeah. 164 kilometers. You told me off air before we started, 31 hours, awake the whole time. Mm. Fuck, tell me about that. I've never been, I don't think I've ever been awake that long let alone exerting myself with that much, like, energy exiting. How many calories is that, like? I think I've gone... How many calories are fine? I'm not sure, actually. I can't remember. It might have been, like, 12,000. Two watches? Batteries? Oh, God. I, um, my, my watch actually died. Um, my partner couldn't find the charger to bring it to one of the crew stations to give it a charge up. So I didn't get the, I don't care that it wasn't on Strava. I did a mile. I don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, if I think it died at like a hundred and a hundred and 35, wow. and that was at um, Mount Kosciuszko, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that one, that race had four, th- thousand two hundred meters of elevation which like i'm not saying this isn't hard but compare compared to other milers it's a easy miler um and so like again like i did have a bit of disappointment in myself i was like oh i thought i could have done better but upon reflection i did a damn miler like that's plenty that's plenty yeah how was it ticking over the 100k mark going Holy shit. Yeah, that was, yeah, running in the dark and then, like, watching the sun come up. Firstly, running in the dark, you can't tell the difference with your surroundings. You just think you're running in the same spot over and over and over again. (sighs) There was a section um, where you're going through someone's, like, farmland and you're just weaving in around dirt road and everything looked the same. Um, You have paces. You can have paces. And I had my pacer with me and she's, yeah, not fresh because she was also crewing me during the day, but she's like calling out rock, puddle, rock, another rock, and just like trying to keep me. I'm just like one foot in front of the other. Running through the night sounds hectic. I'm going to get used to running with a light on. Maybe a few of my late runs will be in the dark. Yeah, we'll be mixing in some some runs to just get you – yeah, used to your surroundings using, yeah. like that. Yeah, and because there's also the wildlife to consider as well. Um, yeah, snakes I and don't... stuff at night, Blue Mountains. Yeah, I don't know. I think you hopefully won't be running too late into the night. I don't think. What? It's what, 17 but, hours, 16 to 17? What time will I start? Um, 5 a.m. It depends what start group you also signed up for, but they're staggered by like 15 minutes. Okay. So latest, 7 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be running a fair bit in the dark. 12 hours is like that time of the year. It'll be dark at 6 p.m. Yeah. So I'll be in the dark from 11 hours. And if it takes me 16, I'll have like five, six hours in the dark. Yeah. A lot of darkness. And um, it's going to be cold as well. That'll be a yeah, difference. Yeah, once it like, gets contrast. cold at night, it'll yeah. get freezing. Probably. Even just when you're in the valleys, like under the trees. Surely it... once you're that exerted, you don't get that cold or you still do. Well. It's really nice. There's so many stair sections that are single trail that you just have to, like, it's a line of people. Mm. So you basically are walking, walking for a section of that yeah. you must walk unless you decide to charge past them and that you'll be like, hey, can I get past? Like there's like etiquette where you're like is if i get past you yeah, and everyone well. lets you through but on those like single trail where it's just back-to-back people you just wait till you get to an open section and then, and then you can again. go ahead yeah, again wow. yeah yeah crazy 
crazy. So how did it feel when you finished the mile? That felt good. I was just like, we've done it. Um, I didn't fully feel the emotion because I was pretty exhausted. I bet. Yeah, how's that sleep? How long did oh, you sleep for? Like 15, 20 hours? I had like a two-hour nap when I got back. I think I sat in the shower for an hour. Um, <laughs> uh, that night, I think I slept for maybe 10 or so hours. I couldn't have like the longest sleeping because we did have to like drive to oh, the airport the next morning. How's the body after that one? Any injuries? Any niggles? No injuries, no Nothing. niggles. No, no just niggles like normal soreness. Tightness and everything. Yeah. Um, wow. But I'd say four days after, I was pretty much like sore-free. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. That's great. It took me like a week after my marabout. I guess that's what happened without, you know, what happens without training. Yeah, your body's just like got to repair. Yeah. Um, I took two weeks off running after that race. <laughs> um, not like I could have physically done it and – probably felt okay but it's there's all these inner workings in your yeah, body yeah. that although you feel like you're I good to go to again there's so much on the inside still repairing all mm. these like micro tears that are going on like yeah no. yeah it's it's something i always say when i see people do these really big challenges but then they start running again like mm. a day after on like a bigger run or even on the weekend doing like 10ks even i'm just like why is it Embrace so hard chill. to get people to rest? <laughs> we talk so much about recovery and ice baths and everything. You know, it helps a lot just resting and anything, sleeping yeah. and yeah. like at a bare minimum. <laughs> We're so tired all the time that mm. we will not rest. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Well, that takes us up to the end of last year and you quit your job in accounting. Mm. How'd that feel? pretty liberating and scary because mm. I was doing something that was so not in the life plan. Yeah. Um, I kind of go back to when I first left my Brisbane job, my parents were just like, so not disappointed. They just couldn't grasp why I would leave such a good job. Mm. But what I always say to them when they kind of, when mom would second guess, why I did that. I'm like, mom, have you noticed how much more present I am I'm as a daughter to you? Yeah. Like, do you remember how I used to be so angry every time I go visit my parents, I was just in such Triggered. a foul mm. mood that I couldn't love like my family the way you should. Mm. Um, you didn't love yourself because you're doing something. Yeah. I was just much. so unhappy. And so I just remind them like, mom, I'm happy now. Like I have time for you. I also live much closer to you now i can be yeah. yeah more important than having a paycheck that's a little bit more doing something that you love and then yeah. building that to something that you can make more money hopefully in exactly the, that's the down thing the line like anyway. down the track ultimately like my happiness is at the core the money's just like a byproduct yeah. of it everything that i want to do is to actually help others mm. and money is necessary to make that happen but it's also large amounts of it isn't going to make me happier mm. it's to be able to the use it why yeah. of everything i'm doing that's gonna actually benefit amazing well i want to get into talking about some tips and stuff about my running but we're getting pretty long but the last <laughs> thing i want to talk about is you've got coming up in the next couple of weeks because this podcast is going to come out tomorrow so mm-hmm. um i'm going to try and come down what date are you doing this thing on? it's on the 15th of march from 6 p.m in Shugan. 
Chicken okay. Surf Club. And you're doing 24-hour run. 24-hour run, 6Ks and 6 miles alternating every hour on the hour. So what's 6 miles, 10Ks? 6 miles is, yeah, 9.6. Yeah. Wow, so you got to do 6Ks. And then, then you come a back, more recover a, rest, a bit. And then yeah. you'll do like pretty much a 50-minute yeah. next one. Yeah. A little rest and then again every hour. Wow. Yeah. Honest. So, I'm going to come and do a couple. That might be a good one through the night for me. For my yeah, actually, yeah. That'll be good. <laughs> it'll be flat, but um, it'll still put you under that fatigue state yeah. and like also just running in the dark. Yeah. So tell me about that, why you're doing it, um, what it is, if anyone's around the Goldie wants to come down and support. Um, so, yeah. Again, it's just another mental health charity run that um, I like doing these fundraisers because it puts me in a challenge state where like hopefully through it, I'm able to raise awareness for mental health, which is the cause that like is so close to me because I've had my battles. I've had copious hospital trips trying to stop my friends from doing bad things like mental health plays a very big part in all of our lives. And um, if I can put myself through this challenge through a charity sauna days that i care a lot about um i hope it can be a change and to continue the conversation um the reason that it's 24 hours and 6ks or we're going around the theme of six is for the it's a 20 2022 statistic of six males on average took their life every day that year so it's not that i don't care about the ladies as well it's that Ladies will talk about it. Men won't talk about it. And Mm -hmm. that's why more men will take their lives. Um, And that has been a statistic. Like it's growing. It hasn't. It's still the men more than the women. And as much as I'd love it to just like not happen at all, this is what I can do to make a change. Hopefully anyway. Well, good on you. I'll um, be down there and hopefully anyone on the gold, you can come down too and can donate. I'll, um, have you got a donate link yet? Yeah. I'll put um, it in the show notes. get that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'll get it off here because we'll put it in the show notes tomorrow. Yeah. So um, people, if they want to get involved and support and put some money towards it, because obviously mental health with this podcast is yeah. a massive theme. It's a, um, yeah, a huge part of my life, obviously, with the Good Human Factory and mental yeah. health and trying to just inspire people to take action and go, okay, what am I going to do for my mental health rather than wait till you get to that yeah. point of struggle it's like okay Catch well can i be a bit early. more proactive about this like mental health isn't wait until you struggle then ask for help it's okay daily habits being aware enough that hey i'm not happy in this job i'm gonna make a change yeah okay i'm happiest when i'm running when i'm doing this okay how do i move my life to live in that environment and be around that environment yeah which can be scary and hard sometimes for but that's sure. why i think conversations like this are super inspiring for the listeners of this um podcast and yeah the greater community to be like you know what my mental health is the most important thing. Like you can't put a price on, you can't put a price on it. You can't go about your life. Just like when I get there, then if I, yeah, when I'm, when I get here, then I'll be in a happy space. It's like, no, every day should be, you want to aspire for that always. And like, take the act and you can have bad days, but it's about having more good ones and bad ones and working out what you need to do to have that. Let's talk about my run now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your hundred k's. Like an hour. So we'll, we'll do ten oh. minutes on this. So yeah. What um, I mean, obviously, I've spoken to Jai about this already and on the pod, but what are you looking out for me in sort of what do you think my biggest challenges will be, and what's my um yeah next ten weeks of training gonna be like? Well, I guess like the way that you've been you've been onto it like this whole time. So like that's been really lovely to see. I think. Uh, 
preparing you for just that long haul because ultimately, like you said before, you a hundred days isn't like enough time per se. Like ideally, we'd love for it to be longer, um, but what we want what is we to prepare you as best as we possibly can in that time frame because you're going to do it no matter what. Um, we're just going to get you to that start line feeling ready. Yeah. Um, so what are we going to build to? So like the first week I did 34K, 36K. Second yeah. week I did 41Ks total. I think this week I'll end up doing about 40 again, mm-hmm. just on a bit of a deload, deload like yeah. maintain week. Um, yeah, what do we? What do you think I'll get up to by the end? I was talking to Jai about the other week. I was trying to think. Um, well, because I'm going to be on the road too. The next three weeks, I'm going to be like flying around, driving to like yeah. the snow and back, and so that's going to be. I think that like Another, it's like, been pretty. It's up. been. It looks like I'm doing really good now because I've been at home. I haven't had too much work on. I've had a bit of structure <laughs> in my life. Yeah, which is quite rare. So yeah, what's um, what do you did you see the challenges sort of trying to get runs in, in places that I'm not used to and yeah, it's. <sighs> being versatile like adaptive to okay getting you used to making constant decisions yeah because when you're out on the trails it's micro decisions constantly like thinking remembering to also do things like have some nutrition right now like don't don't wait to do it later um running is one part of it nutrition um just mental psychology there's so many things yeah like how to actually use poles properly like um you are gonna get poles right yeah, yeah. <laughs> training you on poles as well like we got to get you used to that there is a technique behind it mm. at the end of the day having them is better than not having them yeah so but do you um, like carry, do you use them the whole race or no, do you put them away you, and you like backpack until you kind of get to yeah points? just when like when you're on flats put them away yeah. like don't put that shit in your hands yeah um there's you get this thing with like a quiver like you're an archer um yeah, you and just have that in the back in, and you sick. can, like, pull them out. Sick. Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely recommend. Yeah, and then nutrition. Like, what sort of – what should I – I mean, I'm going to have a few nutritionists on, so I don't want to go too deep into nutrition with you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what what are you looking out for, like, nutrition-wise for me? Taking well, gels, taking – There's specific gels as well. Like, you're not going to have, like, a Roadrunner's gels because they're – you're burning uh, – again, like, non-nutritionist myself, but um, you're burning – your all of the I can't even English right now. Road gels act differently to um trails that trail gels that you'll have. Okay. So we'll be essentially like guiding you more towards those ones. Yeah. But it's also a matter of like having solid foods too. Yeah. Um, because if you have too much liquid, then you just have like all of this water, all of this gel, all of these like liquid forms in your stomach. Nothing like, that's stable. Yeah. That's like can actually like take a bit of time to break down, but it's also not too heavy. Like sweet potato was a big thing. Okay. Sweet potato, um, baby food. dates, baby food. But again, that's really liquidy too. Yeah. Um, I have these things, um, knack waffles because they're just like these, um, yeah, waffles that tiny little circle, they're solid, they're sweet. They've got a heap of carbs in them. Just like little things. They're mm. just snacks along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, you get people that have full on like spaghetti bolognese when they're out there, like at crew stations. At the stations yeah. Um, because that's something solid. Yeah. Um, you got carbs in there, you get a bit of protein from the meat that's in there. Yeah. You're constantly trying to You have to put calories in because you're burning have so to. many. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And reminding yourself oops, reminding yourself that you don't want to deplete. You wanna you don't wanna be you wanna chasing. Stay ahead. Yeah, you yeah. wanna be ahead. You never wanna say that's the top bar. 
and that's the bottom. You never want to get down to the bottom before you feel really again. Yeah, up, you yeah. want to just like, all right, go down a bit, catch up, up again, go down a bit, catch up again. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's when you start chasing your energy back, it's, it's not good because then you're mentally then become a bit weak. Everything starts sliding mm. down. Yeah, that's even something I'm working on to get better at, like – yeah, I it's, haven't really had to start fueling yet. I've only done 17 is my longest so far, so I haven't had mm. to really fuel up just to yeah. water like, and stuff. Yeah, like even on 17, but... it's like a gel and yeah. some electrolyte. And there's a, it's balancing your electrolyte and water consumption too because you don't want to have too much electrolytes either because then there's an imbalance there as well. You still want to be hydrating with like full pure yeah, water. water. So, so many things. So many things. But yeah. Having the nutritionist on will definitely be like a really good point to talk about, especially yeah. with like eating the week before. Yeah, um, I mean, so excited to learn more about that, like what I should eat the week leading into it. Yeah. What? Yeah, obviously during the race. Yeah, I think hopefully I'll have two nutritionists on in the next ten weeks. Yeah. Eleven weeks. I mean, if not, we know enough to. Exactly. Tell you I know there's that. like I can definitely like do it with you guys, but I was like, it's such a nice way to mm-hmm. give people who are listening a bit more knowledge and sort of the why behind the nutrition, the understanding yeah. like, okay, this is what you need to get in. This is how it's going to act. Yeah. And at this sort of timing during your race, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a bit. There's of like a, a blueprint that yeah. like you can base like on a base level follow. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, it's gonna be gnarly. I guess lastly, if anyone wants to. Um, come get into we didn't really talk about this with giants so i think this is a good opportunity because i know you guys um, are supporting me so i want to give you an opportunity to sort of promote um project pb do you want to tell a bit more about the run club and the running coaching that you guys do and how people who are listening can maybe get involved let them know that you don't have to be setting out a big goal it's just about being just able to run safer going, being able to go trying. with the community and um yeah get some good tips along the way um well i guess Jai talked about like the salt social um again it's just everyone's welcome to that like i started out going to that still struggling to like run comfortably because core tip that it's everyone's like secret to running um run slow it's not a secret it's actually it's just how it is you start off slow over time you continue to add on to that it's like those one percent improvements along the way your slow run maybe really fast down the track but to someone else everything's relative mm. um yeah, you gotta build into everything gotta build into it like i guess we talked enough about the fact that i started off with the acl yeah. i was running at 6 30 to 7 minute pace now we're here i can i was doing 1k intervals the other day and hitting four minute splits um whereas when i first started running and training for my half marathon, I was doing 400 meter intervals at 5.30 pace. Wow. That was my fast pace. Wow. But with three years under the belt, I can do that a lot better yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then Thursday mornings is the, Thursday mornings um, are run coaching where people can come down. Yeah, what is it a session? sessions. Huh? What is it a session? I feel pretty um, bad that I didn't know that because you guys are, <laughs> I was like, um, I was trying to tell my audience the other day, if you want to come down, come do it, how much is it to, yeah, be involved and come it's join the run club? free for your first one. Uh, so the run club, free. Yeah, always. Tuesday morning. Yeah. So, so um, and then, yeah, Thursdays, it's free for your first time. You want to check it out, give it a go. Yeah. yeah more than welcome to. And then it's um $10 going for from there oh Mel, i thought it was yeah. gonna be like 20 or 25 or 10 nah. bucks just to be just, just to have to the motivation part of a crew. yeah it's amazing yeah and it's like i should be charging more <laughs> <laughs> um 
oh, it's just the fact that it's so much nicer to be like in that like high intensity zone with other people. Yeah. You're all doing maybe different paces, but you're all pushing yourself pretty much equally the same. And it's all supportive. Yeah. yeah everyone's everyone pushing to wants their you to do relative better. effort. Yeah. Mm. It's not like, like Jai said, we're like, we're not trying to be ego runners and like hurt each other. It's all right, let's push each other to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's it all. Did, like, what I've done three weeks, and we did like hills was my first session, which was like three hundred yeah. meter hill jog down, two hundred meter hill jog down, one hundred meter jog down, like five laps of that. That then the second week I did was eight hundred meters yeah. around the AFL oval, two laps of the AFL oval. That was good fun too. Yeah. We we're doing that pretty fast. It's like everyone's clapping. Like yeah, so that was sick because you can you. see everyone the whole time too. Yeah. That was really cool. Week three was one k time trials that we were mm. just talking about around the um around a little track that we have, which is good fun. And then this morning was a deload week, which I think this morning was the hardest session of all of them. We ended up doing like a tempo run. So we did 4Ks and then the 4Ks back, we built every kilometre. I think like, yeah, we're doing like, 420 of the boys got to like 330k and yeah. I, I carved it. They got a bit stopped. excited. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just like doing different versions of running, having you and Jai and the whole community looking over you to be like, oh, you, um, your techniques looking like this, maybe pull your knees a bit more, lift yeah. your leg, like just Technique. all these different things make such a difference. Yeah. And, um, but the main thing is just having the community of people around you to push you. So yeah. I encourage anyone who's listening, if you're like, you know what, I want to get into running. It doesn't matter what level you're at, you can be running super slow. But it's just about having people around you to help you improve, which is, yeah. At the core, like the main part, like we just want everyone to like feel comfortable to be a part of that Mm. and know that everyone's got a different starting point. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's 10 past five on a Thursday morning. So if you want to find that, I'll leave in the show notes next to Vanessa's um, Instagram handle herself. I'll put the Project PB run coaching there as well. So it's the best way just to DM you guys. DM us. Um, on the website too. They can book in a meeting on the website or they can contact us on the website. Okay, so cool. whatever you want to do. Um, and if you're a person that like, I think we created this free 5K training program because I guess over the years of running, the amount of people that say to me, oh, I don't really want to come to the run club yet because I can't even run 5Ks. Um, and I'm like, look, you can still come. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're uncomfortable and don't want to push yourself to go to the run club when you just don't feel ready, that 5K program is for you. Yeah. So that, you know, in your own time, you can work your way comfortably up to that distance, come to the run club and not feel as like lost when you Mm. rock up and you're like, oh, I really can't keep up with anyone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully so that, that can help a few people out. And that just came out, hey? Yeah, that just came out last week. Um, and that's just on the website. It's a free download. Cool. I'll um, put that in the show notes too. So people who are like, you know what, I want to get into running. But uh, like you said, a lot of people do have that resistance because they feel I'm like not a runner. Yeah. yeah, I'm scared. I feel like an outsider. So I'll put that in the show notes too, which will be um, yeah, a good one for people to get involved in. I do finish all Good Humans podcasts with the same question. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear your answer. So... <laughs> What does being a good human mean to Vanessa Angera? I think it's being as kind as you are able to be to anyone in your life. Um, And that also applies to like thoughts that you have. Um, 
because you know you can have like intrusive thoughts that like you make a comment about another person it's like learning to not have those as well like dropping of judgment yeah because time and time again you like it's said so much that um you don't know what's going on in someone else's life especially if it's like a well especially in any case some people's lives can look really good on the outside but you have no idea what's going on Mm. in their life so be kind of so yeah I, I don't even care how cliche that is. It's just... No cliche at all. I it's, think it's an important reminder that we all need yeah. all the time. <laughs> like, it's taken a lot of work, even for, like, I'm not perfect, not yeah. many of us are, but um, I remember times where I'd, yeah, drop that judgment and now I can actually call myself out on that and be like, that was not necessary. Yeah. It's just a waste. It, it's negative energy being put out into the world. Like, take it back. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally had this conversation with Carol, my partner, last night lying in bed. I was just like, and it's something that I've been super conscious of in the last six or 12 months, just like having like zero judgment of someone in the fact that, because I just see so many people like someone will do something and someone will react and get angry at them. And it's like, they didn't do it to in like spite of you or to bring you down they did it because it was a mistake or something so like yeah. why are you gonna get angry at someone for accidentally doing something that annoyed you like watching the intent behind it yeah if the intent is to do something to you but then you think again if the intent was to do something cruel to you then it's probably because they're in a really bad spot anyway so you're gonna try yeah. to have empathy anyway but if they're doing something unintentional then it's like am i really gonna get upset at someone because they unintentionally made a mistake like yeah. ugh, what a waste like, of energy I, a few weeks back, like, did something that the intent behind it was more to be, like, kind of help people make a better decision in purchasing this, purchasing this certain thing. Um, But some people can see that as uh, it was a malicious thing. Yeah. But I genuinely just wanted to say, look, from the perspective of a running coach, I don't recommend that. It's just... I can't sit idly by and yeah, yeah. do that. That's what a real friend is. To... A real friend and a, yeah. a, a good person is someone who is willing to call people out on things that they're unaware of sometimes because yeah. we're so deep in a thing usually that we can't see Completely step outside. Like, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, your peripheral can only see so far. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, this has been an amazing chat. I've loved every minute of it and I'm looking forward to the next 12 weeks of hanging out and hopefully continue on my running after yeah, that. Hopefully, hopefully you feel good. Like, and I there's no burnout. Will. Cause that's like a scary thing that happens. Like even people who absolutely love running can burn out. Yeah. Even, or Jai, Jai's story. Exactly like that. Yeah. So like, I was pretty happy when I finished the miler to be like, I'm cool. Still I still love running yeah, to nah. be fair in the middle of the miler. I said, I hate running, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. we came out of that one pretty good. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for jumping on. I'll leave all your stuff in the show notes. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, tag myself and Vanessa on your Instagram, share it around because I love this episode and I'm sure a lot of you guys did too. So thanks for sharing all your story. It's been interesting getting to hear about your wild family dynamic. It is um, <laughs> incredible. And then your school life, your, um accounting life and then you transition into what looks like probably the happiest part of your life right now so yeah. thank you so much for sharing and coming thank on good you. humans podcast thank you so much for giving me the space Cheers. even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.